but whenever I say I read an article, I like skimmed a caption of an Instagram. Hello, welcome to Make Me, the podcast where we force each other to do the things that we couldn't be bothered to do ourselves. I'm Julia Weeks. And I'm Jordan Stedman. Hello and welcome. Um, how are you doing, Julia? You mean like emotionally or like physically or psychologically? All of it or none of it. I'll say I'm feeling about medium, medium well. All right. Well, do you want to feel even a little bit more well? (laughs) Yeah, I'd feel double well. Okay. I have a little life hack in the in the works for you. Ooh. You know how I love like other like to buy from thrift stores like other people's like camp shirts or like soccer shirts. It's not necessarily because it is like a camp shirt or a soccer shirt. It really is the the quality and the fit of like a a jersey or a gildan like yes a gildan shirt you know like the the brands of the the shirts that your school buy to like screen print like whatever like 2007 field day on it <laughs> right 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 <laughs> i ha- i just bought that remember the red shirt that i bought the hilton head shirt and i and i yes. love it yes. i was like i love this shirt i want more of them but i can't just like go into thrift stores and like look for the gildan ultra cotton shirt to then right. be any size and then again it'll say like Smithburger family reunion 2016 <laughs> on it that I just like right. don't need <laughs> right <laughs> so I found a website it's called alldayshirts.com alldayshirts.com it's like a wholesale store Ooh. so the good thing is that they have every kind of like normal shirt that you're looking for the bad news is the shipping's really expensive but the good news yeah. is the shirt themselves are like three dollars Oh, so you end up paying like 10 bucks for a shirt? Not even that. It's like $5 a shirt. I bought five shirts and I got them for 20, less than $25, including shipping. And that's great. Yeah. Because the one, the one shirt that I bought, the one in question, the one that I modeled the rest of the shirts after. (laughs) It's a good shirt. I think that's what it's a good shirt. I'm going for this whole, like, (laughs) I want to wear one type of shirt all summer in different color situation because it really is the fit for me and I can wear any shirt and it's going to get hot. I'm not going to want to layer as much. And I just want to go to shirt. So I bought five of the same shirt. As we've said before, shirt and pant always go together. Sure. That's your aesthetic. (laughs) But this leads me, this unlocked a memory for me that wasn't that long ago, but it was a huge part of our life and we never (laughs) talked about it on the podcast. But do you remember when we we found that um the uh what's the what what's that like Google plugin where it'll apply coupons for you? Honey? Honey. Remember when we found that honey coupon on pack.com that was like <laughs> anything for free, basically? And then yeah. we like ordered, we both individually ordered like $120 worth of clothes and the order went through and they sent us an email that was like, okay, we're so sorry. Like, that's not a real coupon. You can't use that coupon. Like, we're so sorry. And then we got mad at them. <laughs> <laughs> so it must have been like a promo code that they give to special customers. It was like... off and then you could layer it with another like 20% off yeah so you're basically paying zero dollars for all these clothes and immediately once I found it I sent it to you and I was like you can get plain sweatshirt you can get shirt that goes with pant it's gonna be great (laughs) (laughs) and we were so pumped and we were like you were like I'm gonna get this sweatshirt in three different colors and I'm gonna have these nice colors and I'm gonna mix and match them and then like an hour later we got emails that were like 
So this happens every day. I spent the next two weeks telling everyone that I got scammed. And they're like, did you give any money? I was like, no, it was all free. (laughs) It was like our scam. If we pulled it off, Mm -hmm. we would have gotten $200 worth of shit for like 25 that's that's where i'm at i'm at, i'm i'm back to shirt pant summer hell yeah i was also gonna say the val like the quality of those shirts like the gildan extra soft ones it's not like when you get them from your school directly that they're high quality it needs to be worn by like a seventh grader for 10 years <laughs> yeah no you're right we're gonna see i did buy five of them we're gonna see what the quality is like but i'm excited it's like i said life hack in the making because five shirts for $25, in my opinion, if you're a, a shirt and pant kind of person, <laughs> it's a good deal. So I have a maybe an addendum to your life hack, okay. which is that so in high school, we would do like spirit shirts for our volleyball team and softball team. And you would do like puffy paint on a plain shirt, you know, so it would like it's like really uncomfortable to wear. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't <laughs> wash the- them or they'll peel off. Yeah. <laughs> but the shirts are from Michaels and you just go and they have like a fuck ton of plain shirts, Gildan. Yeah. I mean, that's what this is for. Yeah. I guess I should have just gone to Michaels. I applaud your pluckiness and your knack for finding a deal because I think a lot of people would just be like, well, I'm hunting down this shirt for the, till the day I die and I'm never going to find it again. And you were like, this is what I want. I'm going to be shirt pants kind of person. Um, we have a little bit of an announcement. Yes, we do. Would you like to lay it on them? Let's do a drum roll, please. I do. Okay, you all. Remember a couple episodes ago, we had great Cleveland friend, Tessa Green, Tilo Greeny on the pod. <laughs> and we had a great time from what I remember. From what I remember, she was amazing and we loved her. Yeah. And we had such a good time that we decided that, you know, I think it's time that we bring a third member to the team. So we brought Tilo Green, Tessa Green on to be our producer. Yeah. So now the Make Me team grows one by one. So everyone hype her up. Unfortunately, our recording time doesn't work great for Tessa. So she does have to produce this um, on her own and not be here live. But Tessa, we're going to leave a little space for you to say something. Tessa, go ahead. Oh my God, Tessa. I love that. (laughs) So insightful. She's like the Gandhi of our time without the racism. (laughs) It was really confusing when she kept going on about the thing about the bus. I couldn't couldn't figure out what she was going with there. Yeah. I'm like, was that her fault or like, was it the driver's fault? We're going to have to get her back on the pod soon to talk about it again. Yeah. Um, but we do have a make me to do this week. So do you want to take a break and then get into it? Yes, please. I can't wait to get into it. And welcome back from the break. Yo, 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 yo. Um, Julia, would you like to remind the listeners and myself of what your make me was? For those of you who can't remember, my make me was to write a parody song. Yes. Song parody. What, what was like your immediate reaction when I gave that to you? My immediate reaction was that's fun, but I feel like it's more work than I think it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like one of those things that you could just like do quickly, but then when you actually get to it, it's probably hard. Right. I'm, I'm curious about what like your technique was, because I know that 
I will like on a whim produce a little song parody lyric in my head. And it's usually just like one line from a song. And I'm always like, I could do this. Like I could do a really good job doing the entire song, but I don't know how easy it would be because they came up with one rhyme from one part of the song. I don't know what it would be like to do the whole song. I won't get into my process just yet, but I will say that my family's really good at one word parodies, which is like you just change one word in like a chorus and that's what makes it funny. Yeah. Like that's easy to do, I feel like. That's something where you're like, this is hilarious. You get everyone in the car laughing. Yeah. And then if you try to take it any further, it's like, oh, Weird Al is crying somewhere. I was always jealous because my older brother, his name's Gabe, and- as like a younger person, he'd go by Gaby. And anytime that there was a, like a word in a song that was baby, he could always replace it with Gaby. And it was yeah. like, it always like was a huge fucking hair. Everyone loved it. Everyone like would die. <laughs> and it was like well-deserved, but like, I was like, I felt spited like personally yes. that I didn't have a fun name to put in a song. Yes. I will say when we were in college, I want to say our junior year, the Miley Cyrus song, We Can't Stop came out. Uh-huh. And... One day I was very drunk listening to it with a bunch of people dancing, screaming. And I realized everyone called me weeks in college. A lot of people did. And so we changed the words to weeks can't stop. Nice. And then it became my jam and I would lose my mind. Whatever. <laughs> <on. laughs> I just imagine like we're, we're at the bar or like you're in a different area of a house and you're near blackout drunk and the song comes on and you're like, this is my song. Right. And it's the exact same song, except for I change we to weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, um, me, I can't stop. And people be like, yeah, we get it. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I just remembered in this exact moment that we've already produced the parody hit song of the millennium. We have? A little ditty called Smoke on the Water. (laughs) (laughs) Fire in my butthole. (laughs) I forgot about that. I forgot until just now. For those of you who don't know, there are I didn't go to college with us and ride the bus. Right. If you weren't on the bus at like 9 p.m. before everyone else while we were screaming, there somewhere (laughs) are videos of us doing this. Smoke on the water. Fire Fire in my butthole. (laughs) (laughs) And we thought we were comedy geniuses. This is probably like before Julie and I were friends and we're probably like near blackout drunk talking about how we're going to make a podcast one day. And here we are. Yes. Also, like, I will say that's not our fault. It's our friend's fault for saying that. Oh, my God, that's so funny. And encouraging us to keep screaming smoke on the water fire in my butthole. Yeah, it was painfully cringy because it was probably like four of us who thought the entire thing was funny. And then we had to, we incorporated the entire school into it who didn't ask for that. Yes. I will say nowadays, I'm really thinking that you and I, you know, like the Freudian stages of development, there's like the phallic stage and like the oral fixation and whatever. We're definitely in the anal phase. Oh (laughs) yeah. All we talk about is buttholes. Yeah. (laughs) And how many buttholes that we saw in college. (laughs) And our relationship will never escape that phase of development, I I fear. (laughs) I also, the other thing that that brought us together, and I'm sorry, this is such a long like tangent, but do you also remember Butterballs? Yes. When we were going to make a porn parody called Butterballs. 
Right. Right. It was something along those lines. Anyway, do you want to get into the history of like parody music? Yes, I would love okay. to get away from our butterball fantasies. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, oh, it was the butterballs were it was always like two fat white guys, right? Yes. Like it greased matter. up that looked like turkeys because they're called butterballs. And there's also butterball the ball that's on a dish at Yes, dinner. there it is. It was called butterball, butterball, butterball. Butterball. Ball. Yes. <laughs> okay. So the the definition of a parody, as told by Encyclopedia Britannica, originally the creative reworking of several voice parts of a pre-existent composition to form a new composition, which frequently was a mass, which I found out mass, the term mass, like the Catholic mass is like a term that means like the musical composition that makes up like the, you know, like a mass has like a bunch of different portions with songs and stuff like that. Yeah. I had I had to Google that. I went to like a deep dive about what that meant. Now in modern like musical usage, it's, it's parodying is usually referring to humorous imitation of a serious composition. So what we understand now. Yeah. Parody is like making fun of the thing. Right. So in the 14th, 15th, and 16th century, like I said, parodying was more about like playing around with like the musical composition and stealing things from things and changing it was used in like religious like uses and they would model vocal works such as chanson madrigal or motet i'm reading these because i don't know what any of those mean freely reorganizing and expanding the original material which i get that so you hear something and then you change the order of it you play around with like how it sounds i suppose it's like a freeform jazz almost or like it- a jam session yeah, what it really seems like to me is like when a pop star samples a song from yeah. a long time ago. I think that's what we're considering parody. But now that we have a, a kind of a different use of the word parody, it wouldn't mean the same thing now. Right, that makes sense. But then in um, 1787, Mozart did a musical joke, which it kind of seems like a combination of what we have now in parody and also like still the like initial uses of the word parody and he made a composition that was like purposely bad through like glaringly wrong notes and endless rapid repetitions of the word amen and hector belizo's on autorot i don't know it doesn't matter i don't know that i don't know the words to these things but it almost seemed like he was deconstructing what like composition was and re-putting it together in a way that only somebody who was really good at it would be able to do it right and also like it seemed like it was a joke mostly for him (laughs) yeah and like playing a joke on his fans almost to be like i'm gonna make them listen to this horrible thing (laughs) right exactly it also reminded me of you know you ever watched um project runway yes you know how there's always like the one designer who's gonna be like who's like i'm gonna do my first piece is gonna be a deconstructed jacket and it's gonna have all these like edges and things like that and it's gonna i'm gonna do it on purpose and it's supposed to like it's on purpose bad and then it comes out and Heidi's kind of like I understand what you did but (laughs) it doesn't look good enough for me to think that you knew what rules you were breaking to know how to break them right it's like the difference between having actual bedhead and having a hairstyle that looks messy on purpose yes and like one takes a lot of skill and one you look like a schlub. Yes. And I think that a lot of people who aren't good at something will be like, well, my intention here was to be the antithesis of like what this art form is. But really, you're not like learning it well enough to yeah. be good at it. You're just deciding that like you're going to be like 
you're going to be off-putting, but you don't understand what's supposed to be off-putting about the initial medium. Honestly, what a godsend for people that are bad at the thing that they want to do, because you can just be like, well, it was on purpose bad. (laughs) It was on purpose ugly. (laughs) That's just Um, what you say when you didn't put in the effort to make it good. Exactly. So then fast forward a little bit, the 1850s, Jacques Offenbach um, would make operettas that would like parody serious opera. So making like, making it funnier. Because I know that operas are, aren't they traditionally like tragic and sad? Yeah, like horrific tragedies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So more like contemporary, I guess you could call it, ideas of parody we move into the 1950s and this is where we're like seeing more direct like parallels to what we see as parody music stan freeberg created parodies of popular songs in the 1950s and 60s um mocking people like elvis presley oh i did listen to it and i think that there's a level of like i didn't understand necessarily what the what it was supposed to be like you know like i guess i'm not super familiar with the elvis discography yeah and the other thing about this portion of like parody music is that it's not a direct parody. It's like, here's an idea and I'm going to make something that's like similar to that, but make it funny. Right. It's not like they were doing an Elvis impression. Right. Or like taking a, an Elvis song and directly changing the lyrics to mean something different. It was like, I'm going to make a song in the style of Elvis that's just funny enough that you realize it's a joke on Elvis Presley. Yes, exactly. And then another example, moving up closer to more contemporary times, 1970s, the British group The Baron Knights became famous for the parodies of pop performers in the 1970s. So I think a similar kind of vibe. And then fast forwarding, th- those weren't the only examples of parody, okay. parodyists, but I just traveling through the timeline. More contemporary, and this is where the, I stopped with the history, like the timeline necessarily history, because this is like probably the biggest example for us. Weird Al is yes. probably our biggest inspiration. But there's also a man named Bob Rivers, who I'd never heard of. Have you heard of Bob Rivers? No, I don't know he's, Bob Rivers. He's a more contemporary parodyist, and he takes, like, songs and directly changes them as well. Hmm. But they're a little bit, like, it's very, I can't describe it. There's a lot of penis humor, and I can understand why middle school boys and high school boys in, like, <laughs> the 80s and 90s would have thought it was hilarious. Yes. And then the song, is it, I only want to be with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that Dave Matthews band? Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh, Hootie and the Blowfish. Okay. Aren't they the same people? Um, Basically. (laughs) The song, the parody of that song was Three Inch Tool. And basically he was talking about the size of his penis. And like the parody would be like, I only have a three inch tool, meaning his (laughs) penis. And then the number kept getting smaller and smaller. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And he has like volumes and volumes of like parodies. Like, and he has one there's one christmas there's at least one christmas album that i found and he did a parody the 12 days of christmas but instead of the gifts it was like things that bother him about christmas and like Uh the one was like he always had to keep getting a tree and his electric bill goes up like he kept just kept listing them and then like obviously on the 12th day you'd list all 12 things it all just seemed cheap it was it's like entertaining though and i think it was like very subversive and like crazy for this for its time because he was like taking Beatles songs and like making it about like phallic imagery you know and so the third day of christmas he's talking about how he's sad he only has three inches on his penis yeah on his penis exactly <laughs> on the fourth day he's like i wish i had four inches on my penis <laughs> on <Yeah>. it <laughs> <laughs> on his penis <laughs> before i get to weird al though i forgot i had some other li- other parodious list here since i didn't want to have a myopic view of yes 
whatever. But if you're interested in any of these, you can check them out. We've got Richard Cheese and the Lounge Against the Machine. I know um, Richard Cheese. Oh, you do? Yeah. Doesn't so he they, do like um, like jazzy parodies of songs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what Richard Cheese and the Lounge Against the Machine do is they keep the lyrics intact, but they alter the style of music. So they'll take like rap and metal and rock songs and turn them into like jazzy lounge style music. Yeah. I've heard Richard Cheese before. <laughs> what a stupid name. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Country Yossi. Uh, they're a pioneering composer that would take Jewish music genre and rework them um, into like country songs. Hmm. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. Other way around. They would take country songs and shape them with um, Orthodox Jewish themes. Are they Jewish? I think so. I would hope so. I hope so. I don't think that they would do, I, I'm hoping they don't do it maliciously. Yeah. Um, and then my last example before we get into Weird Al is Max Sabbath, which is a Black Sabbath tribute band that uses McDonald's imagery to <laughs> make some kind of point. I don't understand it. That I didn't look it up. It seems a little too niche for me, but if that's the kind of thing that you're, like, you're looking for, go for it. <laughs> I like that you said to make some kind of point. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I didn't look into it. I didn't know what they were providing. <laughs> They're providing all of that McDonald's music that you've been craving as much as you crave their hot and fresh and salty fries. The thing is like whenever I feel like every time I see McDonald's content, it's in direct like opposition to McDonald's. Like I'm always seeing like documentaries about how bad McDonald's is for you and like people attacking McDonald's. I didn't know if Max Sabbath is out here like using like unhealthy food imagery to like make a point against McDonald's or there's just like huge McDonald's stands and we're like <laughs> I also love Ozzy Osbourne or maybe they hate Black Sabbath and they're trying to make fun of Black Sabbath yeah who knows I don't oh, know speaking of Black Sabbath I will say at the beginning of the pandemic at one point you were like I'm listening to this band that's really new to me have you heard of them Black Sabbath and I was like I did not say that (laughs) yes you did no we're in a fight I'm not I would never have said anything like that before ever (laughs) you did you were like I've been listening a lot to this band Black Sabbath have you heard of them? no I did not I "I listened to them in middle school dog and even that was late No, I, I'm not taking that on. I'm not, I'm not the type of person to ever say anything like that. Well, I remember it explicitly and being mad about it. Where are the receipts? No, you would have said something at the time. I'm not taking that on that. You made that up. Anyway. I'll find the text. All right. I would love, I would love to see that text. I would love to see that text. Okay. Alfred Matthew Weird Al Yankovic. His name is Alfred? Yeah. I thought his first name was Weird. <laughs> You're right. Well, he was born on October 23rd, 1959, Scorpio King. His first comedy song came out in 1976. And since then, he has sold more than 12 million albums as of 2007, recorded more than 150 parody and original songs, and has won five Grammys. Damn. I did not know any of that. I also thought he produced like five parody songs. No, no, no. He has like extensive catalog. He like goes on tour and stuff. Yeah. He's he's done how many a, lot, a thousand live shows. He's really the only parody artist that like he is widely known. Mm-hmm. Meaning he's like really stepped it up into like an art form versus just like being goofy. He's some of the first YouTube videos that I watched. So he he yeah. he was part of the that like YouTube in 2007 was TikTok. You know, like he was on it. Like he was doing yeah. it. Um, also, he was like producing funny music videos that go along with the songs, which I feel like a lot of parody songs, like you either see 
the video itself is funny or the song is funny but like rarely are they together but i remember seeing like white and nerdy on mtv wikipedia also references like the use of his music videos to even further like his fame and I, what I really liked about the music videos too is that like the music video was also a direct parody of like the yes. music video for the song for a yes. lot of the times. And I think that was like a huge, a huge part of it. And the cool thing is that what I liked about him and what I would argue that I would like, that I would like him more than I liked this Bob guy is that like very rarely did Weird Al ever rely on like crass things. Yeah. I feel like he was making fun of things, but in a way that was like appreciative of it or recognizing it without like, reverting to like things that are funny across the board like buttholes right. and dicks and like all that kind of stuff which like is kind of our stick he was able to like turn something into something crazy like think of gangster's paradise and then amish paradise like yes completely twisting it and then also never going so dark in like making fun of amish people that it was like divisive in any kind of way right it was more of just like isn't it funny that i've made this parody not like aren't amish people weird yeah or like with white and nerdy he was like making fun of himself with like like a surgeon surgeon yeah it's like none of it's like categorically offensive to a group of people it was just like funny that you would take a madonna song and turn into that not like a platform to be racist (laughs) yeah (laughs) I i feel like white and nerdy was like the minions of our time like you couldn't escape (laughs) the term white nerdy or the song white nerdy yeah I think half of the the joy of Weird Al is like it was a lot of them are like really base premises Mm -hmm. like another one rides the bus yeah (laughs) oh my god is that it's like funny because it's so stupid (laughs) yeah exactly and I, I I I can never tell if I like Weird Al because I I was in middle school and like yeah. it was because of YouTube. Like if we gave a 19-year-old, we'll say, they seem the most reasonable <laughs> of all the gen the Gen Zers. Sure. <laughs> if we gave them a weird owl, like gave them weird owl content now, would it be like the most disgusting thing ever? You know? Yeah, I also wondered that too. Like some of the reason why I think we liked Weird Al is because we liked the songs that he was parroting at the time. Yeah, he definitely picked you... really popular songs. Yes, but then like if you listen to his older stuff and you don't know the song that he's parroting, it's parodying, it's not as funny. Yeah. Because you don't know the song. So you're just like, oh, this is just a weird song. <laughs> yeah, I remember because I, I don't think I've like watched any Weird Al videos since the heyday of watching Weird Al videos, which yeah. apparently was like 10, 11 years ago, according to YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I like found more that I I wouldn't have understood and I wouldn't have clicked on before. Like I I watched like a Kurt Cobain one and like all these other ones that I didn't have reference to before. So that's probably a huge part of it. Like if do 19 year olds know who Kurt Cobain is now anyway? Ooh, that's a good question. I feel like they all wear Nirvana shirts from Forever 21. So hopefully they've like Googled it. I also feel like when when a a teenager now is wearing a, a Nirvana shirt, it's because someone who's 10 years older than them wore a Nirvana shirt, which is like us, but we didn't even know who Kurt Cobain was. Is like kind of my thing. Like Kurt Cobain died in like the 90s when we were born. You want to hear a fun fact? Yeah. His death is my exact birth date. His oh my death gosh. Is my exact birth date. I didn't know that. That's crazy. April, April 5th. 5th, 1994. And 
I will say that I had a boyfriend once upon a time that was obsessed with Kurt Cobain. There's plenty of problems with that statement to begin with. Yep. But he loved the fact that I was born on the exact day that he died because maybe I'm Kurt Cobain reincarnate. I was like, does he? Did he think that he was like hooking up with Kurt Cobain's like reincarnated Kurt Cobain? (laughs) (laughs) So he texted all of his friends. So he texted me (laughs) (laughs) while he was fucking you. But that concludes my little history. There were some like more like really recent parodyists. I clicked yeah. on them. I had never seen them before. They weren't even near the type of like recognition that that Weird Al had. So I was like, yeah. I think that we could end on a, a high note here. Yeah. Do you have a favorite parody song or parody anything? I watched a lot of Weird Al videos today. I think that my favorite Weird Al video is Amish Paradise because I I think that one tickled me the most it's hard for me to remove nostalgia from this yeah definitely I was also thinking when I thought of parody originally I thought of documentary now with Bill Hader and Fred Armisen Fred Armisen which that's like parody of documentaries which yeah I I haven't seen a lot of the documentaries that they're like making fun of but like if you've seen enough documentaries you understand that they're making fun of just like some tropes in documentaries and it's it's so good so funny do you like movies like scary movie that like those like low budget like parody movies that will like take a bunch of different movies and put them into one yeah i think i think they're kind of hack but also they're fun Very similar to the Final Destination movies. I think that the the ones who did it first, the first of those scary movies, and even those like parody like group movies, like yeah, even like Airplane, isn't that considered like don't they make fun of like a bunch of different other types of movies in that? Yeah, I would say that counts. The original ones are funniest, but anything now with like low budget that are just trying to get made is like heavily rely on like dick and ball jokes but i think that yeah. earlier ones were able to like be really clever i think parody's fun like when you hear a really good one it's it really hits and it makes you laugh and sometimes they can be really bad and offensive i think a lot of people don't know the line between like yeah. what's funny and what's like you thinking you're getting away with being gross yeah there's also a lot of like legislation around parody you know like you can't yeah. like I don't know how, I don't know how the legislation works, but I don't think you can be too like evil with it. You know, I think there's a line that can be drawn between. Right. It has to like be in jest, I think, especially if you're like parroting a person that exists. Yeah. Wait, would SNL, like would all imitations be parody? I don't know because I almost, in, in my head, a parody would be like directly taking elements from bodies of work. Whereas yeah. like SNL is more just looking at people and like their actions. Right. And like maybe maybe things that have happened that are documented, but like someone's speech that they gave in like the House of Representatives isn't necessarily like a body of work to yeah. be like that has been produced to be seen. Yeah. Oh, I will say I have a new favorite parody actually. Okay. There's this comedian, Mark Sipka. He does a really, really, really good impression of Randy Newman. Okay. And he like wears a shirt, like a weird, like cowboy style button up shirt that has like light blue with clouds all over it on the shoulders. And he does an impression and parody. Uh, I guess it's not parody. I don't know. I get confused, but it's an impression of Randy Newman doing You've Got a Friend in Me. And he's just like heightening all of Randy Newman's vocal features. And it's so, so, so funny. It kills me. Like Gary and I will just say it around the house all the time. That's funny. Which I think counts as a parody because 
it's not just like he's singing it's not just an imitation because he's Mm -hmm. not just like acting like brandy newman he's like amping it up yeah but he didn't change any of the words so maybe parody is we have to like switch it around yeah but if you go if we look at like what mozart did in his joke musical or whatever it's called he just it almost seems like the exact same thing he took things that were like elements that existed and like heightened them for like the sake of absurdity right and he was like parodying the art of symphony (laughs) yeah wow damn mozart what a guy daddy no oh (laughs) (laughs) anyway Uh, how did how did uh how did your make me go okay so my make me i had as you were talking about it's easy to like think of one word parody or like a quick parody in your head so i did that i was like i have this great idea for my song and i ran with it until then i had to like think about how to build it out yeah the song so i had to like look up the lyrics to the other song and try to like build my song in relation to that original song and i was already like so locked into my idea that i ended up picking a song that's very hard to parody <laughs> <laughs> so uh we'll see how far I went with it. Okay. But what I have, I I like, but then I realized I signed myself up for an impossible task. But my my method methodology was I thought of this great thing. I said, I'm definitely writing this song. And then when it came down to writing it, it was very difficult. And I may have donked a little bit on this. I dis- I refuse to believe that. <laughs> okay. So we'll see. Do you know the song Bonnie and, and Clyde by Jay-Z and Beyonce? I probably do. All I need in this life for sin is me yeah. and my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, okay. yep, yep, yep. So everyone knows that part of the song. Yep. But we don't really know the rest of the parts of the song. And right. I thought it was more of like a Beyonce, like, lyrical song. But it's mostly Jay-Z rapping. <laughs> 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 so I took that on as my challenge. But it came to me in a vision when I was sitting in front of the TV eating shrimp chips, which are my new obsession. Okay. I was watching Tony Soprano murder people and I was eating my shrimp chips and I was like, wow, I love these shrimp chips. The oven baked ones. The baked ones. Those are you had, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I had wasabi and I had hot garlic and I had yuzu and black pepper. So you wrote this yesterday? No, I wrote it. I wrote most of it in my head. Oh, a while ago. And then oh, okay. I had to actually like write the song. Oh, so, I was ba- going off of based on when you posted about the shrimp chips. Oh, no, I posted about the shrimp chips over the weekend. Oh, you did? Maybe yeah. it just had been in my head. It's probably also this I week about them every day. This week has been like one hour long, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Also, I've been posting about shrimp chips so much. I'm obsessed with them right now. <laughs> <laughs> I do love shrimp chips. Okay. So this is Jay Z. You ready, me? Do you recognize this? I'm starting to, yeah. Let me, let's get into the m- music part. Cruising down the west side highway, doing what we like to do. Yeah? Yep. Okay. This is a 2003 song where Jay-Z and Beyonce, I guess, admitted that they were dating each other and that all they need in this life is each each other. So it starts off by saying, like, look for me, young B, cruising down the west side highway, doing what we like to do our way. It goes a little further saying, like, today I got my girl with me. I'm mashing the gas. She's grabbing the wheel. It's true to the heart. She rides with me. The new Bobby and Whitney, which is weird because the song's called Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
Also, Only- Bobby and Whitney were bad together. Yeah, it was a <laughs> <abusive> relationship. <laughs> Then he's like, the only time we don't speak is during Sex in the City. She gets carry fever, but as soon as the show's over, she's right back to being my soldier. Because mommy's a writer and I'm a roller. Blah, Referencing blah, blah. her Destiny's Child days. Yes. <laughs> and then it says, so let's lock this down like it's supposed to be. The O3, Bonnie and Clyde, Hove and B. And then it goes into the chorus that we know. All I need in this life of sin is me and my girlfriend. Yeah. Down to ride to the very end. It's me and my boyfriend. Okay, so imagine I'm Jay-Z. Okay. Beyonce is shrimp chips. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Okay, but also I want to say, for those fans out there who have heard this song, his rap at the beginning, like, it doesn't have a tempo, like a steady tempo to it, and it doesn't have, like, rhyme. Yeah. So I really struggled with this, but we'll see how how it goes. Okay, I'm so excited. You ready, Jay? (laughs) Let's go get him. (laughs) Look for me, hungry, walking down the sidewalk Friday, thinking about my favorite snack all day. Eyes on the prize, the snack and seasonings, why I ate at the 88, but today I bought the tastiest thing I need. I'm snacking the bags, I'm squeezing to feel, it's it's good for my heart, it, it shines with me. The new, oh, this is the worst, this is the worst line I ever wrote. So he says the new Bobby Whitney. I said, we're the new Garfi and Lasagna. <laughs> oh my god okay i'm gonna try to do the rest without it because he goes really fast okay the only time we don't snack is during the sopranos i get tony fever but as soon as the show's over i'm right back to eating my lover chris shrimpy's a cracker and i'm a snacker put us together how you gonna stop all this (laughs) (laughs) an sc lacks in the eye of the beholder when i need a snack cal b keeps me focused so we throw down like we supposed to be the two on crunchy and shrimp the yum and me all I need in this life of sin is me and my shrimp chip. Me and my <laughs> chip. favorite snack. Hope it never ends. It's me and my shrimp chip. <laughs> I'm dead right now. <laughs> Immediate reaction. I'm so happy that you decided to go with a rap. I like was ready for a pop song. I was ready for a Carly Rae Jepsen. I was ready for a Miley Cyrus. But I'm so happy that we went rap. Second of all, the the imagery, the the. <laughs> impeccable thank you thank completely you. amazing <laughs> what is this what's the name of the song the n- name of the song is called shrimpy and chip <laughs> i definitely think it should be garfi and lasagna but we can workshop that <laughs> so <laughs> there's a part where he's saying like this like at the beginning it's good it's like look for me hungry walking down the sidewalk friday thinking about my favorite snack all day and then he says, eyes behind shades, this necklace, the reason all of my dates been blind dates, which is crazy. So yeah. I said, eyes on the prize, this snack and it's seasoning why I ate at the 88, which is super 88 restaurant. Okay, there you go. <laughs> which is like the H Mart. <laughs> then he like, he says, today I got my thoroughest girl with me. I'm mashing the gas. She's grabbing the wheel. It's true to the heart. She rides with me. I said- Today, I bought the tastiest thing I need. I'm snatching the bags. I'm squeezing to feel. It's good for my heart. It shines with me. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I know that you said that you had a hard time with this and you might have donked, but I'm I'm trying to see where the hard time was because I just feel like <laughs> you delivered. Like you were consistent. You delivered. I don't know. I think if you had to sing it at the same pace that Jay-Z is rapping. Yeah. 
he he's you know he's a king of rap he's the rap master he's fast he's clear with his words yeah he doesn't necessarily have to have the same tempo some lesser rappers would have just like the same beat for every line yeah i'm sure there's like an element of jazz in there when you're mixing up like time signatures and all that kind of stuff you know yes but i think i did okay but overall i think it'd be easier to do like a pop song where there's like more words to mess around with well that's what i was saying i was like i'm so happy that you did rap because i would be afraid to do rap because (laughs) in a pop song you really have to just focus on your chorus and your bridge and then you can get from a to b from there like you can really just like make it up as you go but rap you really have to like you have to like come up with like words you know there's like a ton of words that you have to like man do and for you to not to not just replace the words that he's saying to directly just fill in what you're doing, like to replace one or two words, like that's a feat. I think you'd thank great. you. <laughs> thank you. I uh, didn't sign up for it necessarily. I was like singing all weekend. All I need in this life is sin is me and my shrimp chip. Because mm-hmm. I'm obsessed. <laughs> but then I actually got to writing it and I was like, well, I'm already locked in. I can't think of anything else in relation to my shrimp chip. That's it has amazing. to be this song. Damn. Beautiful. So I'm I'm embarrassed that I called me and the shrimp chip the new Garfi and Lasagna. Nope, that is that that's getting tattooed onto my body. That's merch. That's a sticker. That's an elbow patch. We're doing it. What other person do you know that's connected to a food so wholeheartedly? Winnie the Pooh. I could have done Honey and in Winnie. Honey and Winnie. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, Cookie Monster. Fuck. Um. Someone, someone loves pizza. Me, I do. Jughead loves hamburger. <laughs> uh, Kaylee loves milkshakes. Oh, damn it. Well, I'm locked in on Garfi and lasagna. Fergie loves milk. She does? No, but there's a song called Milf Money when like oh, the imagery oh. is milk. I love that song. Yeah. Um, the reason why I think I donked is... I only did the first verse. Okay. And I don't know. I think that's why I don't. What do you, what can I ask you what your rating system and what you give yourself is? I'm going to rate myself on 10 shrimp chips. Okay. Which you know, I want all 10. Yeah. But I think I'm going to give myself like a six. Uh, okay. That's <laughs> fine. I do have a little bit of beef with you because Good. you also didn't. I, the other thing is like, I gave you a, a soft, like, you can either perform it, you can just write it, and you li- you rapped live to me, which is not <laughs> something that I expected. So even like, I yeah. think you need to consider that when you're even giving yourself your rating because yes. you presented as live performance, which we all crave right now. <laughs> we could bump it up a little bit. I will say I started to write the next verse and then I got overwhelmed because mm-hmm. I'm trying to parody a rap, which like you said, has a million words in it. So I was like, ugh. Yeah. I don't know if I can do this. How much is Beyonce in it? And can you write the rest of the song from Beyonce's perspective as the shrimp chip? As the shrimp chip. So the, that's what I was, that's what I wanted to do. Like in my mind, this song was a duet. Yeah. So like every verse would be different. So I'm Jay-Z, Beyonce's the shrimp chip. Yeah. And we're singing about our love for each other. But it's really two long verses from Jay-Z being like, my girl's the best. I buy her burger bags she's going to do anything she has to for me and I'll do anything for her. And then it's a small, what's it called? Verse. Verse. 
a small verse of Beyonce just being like, yeah, I love you. Yeah. And I didn't get to it because I was overwhelmed. Yeah. Next time I want to write a parody song with you and we can parody Promiscuous Ooh. by Nelly Furtado and Timbaland. Timbaland. <laughs> so what are we what are we going to call it, though? Promiscuous turns into um, we'll work on that. Uh, promiscuous. Nothing rhymes with that. No, I just wanted to be. <laughs> I just really want to be Nelly Furtado. I, she's so hot. <laughs> I will say I'm going to be thinking about this song till the day I die when I'm walking down the street. Yeah. Look for me hungry. <laughs> I'm going to be thinking about Garfi and lasagna forever. I'm not going to stop thinking about that. Yeah, because it's horrific imagery. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll bump it up to a seven. Okay, that's fine. Seven with the donkey sound, though. Weeshna. Weeshna. I don't think... I wouldn't say it was my worst outing, and I wouldn't say that it was my best outing. That makes sense. That, is that fair? Yep. I agree with you on that. Anyway, um, do you have a listener make me? Yes. What's your listener make me? My listener make me is for everyone to go to their local Asian food mart and buy Calbi brand shrimp chips. Mm, yeah. Seem weird. One of the ingredients on it is shrimp dust. It says shrimp, which is just dried and powdered shrimp that they bake into like a corn puff style. It's kind of like a pork rind. It's if you ever had like a pork, pork rind. rind, but it also has like grain in it. It's like a bugle. It kind of feels like a bugle, uh, softer yes. than a bugle. It's kind of like a bugle. Mm-hmm. But you can't wear it on your finger, sadly. Nuts. All right. Do you have a make me for me? I do have a make me for you. Okay, what am I doing? For next week, your make mm-hmm. me is to learn how to do either towel or napkin folding like they do in fancy hotels oh and or cruise ships. I love that. I'm going to make puppies and dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe you can make it so it's like you're doing a hotel suite for Nathan. Oh my gosh. I'm going to like make, put like stars in our toilet paper. Like Everything that can be folded will be folded. <laughs> and put his sunglasses on them. And yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, I'm so excited. That's going to be fun. Yeah, hope so. All right, All right. Go, go buy shrimp chips. If you want to try towel folding, go for it. And look and- out for Julia's SoundCloud album, her yeah, fire mixtape. Yeah, dude. It's just me rapping over Jay-Z's better lyrics. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, and send your love to Tessa. Yeah. Tessa, I hope you have fun editing this. We love you, Tessa. All right. Until next time. I love you. Bye-bye. Hey guys, it's Jordan and Julia. Thanks for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. For content related to this episode, follow us at MakeMePod on Instagram. And you can hear episodes each week on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you find us anywhere else, please let us know. You can also send us your questions, comments, make me suggestions, pictures of your dog, or requests for unlicensed medical advice to makemepod at gmail.com. And don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, rate, etc., etc. That's how we get discovered. Please, we need to be clicked. But for real, leave a comment so we know you love us. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>